Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday recap. I'm excited to have an opportunity to share with you this week. I want to say thank you to our guest last week, Joy Haas. Joy, amazing, amazing. It was so great just to really sit at her feet and listen closely. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've gone back and re-listened to last week's podcast. And, you know, I have the opportunity to do it every week. I listen to them, you know, a couple of times through because I knew I need to recap them. But this was different. This was really great because it gave me the opportunity to listen from a place of learning, not just understanding or sympathizing but it gave me an opportunity really to sit and listen. God, what are you showing me? What are you telling me? And I just loved the topic of back to the basics. You know, I believe that we are just the story of BJ's life. Anyway, I'm in a position, guys, where I am constantly having to go back to the basics. I never realized just how, not just prideful, but all-knowing in my own mind I am because it doesn't it it isn't something that you know it's flashing lights going BJ you're prideful and BJ you think you know stuff it's nothing like that but I look at how self-reliant I can be how independent I can be and it makes me stop and and really quiver because I go, wow, God, if I am not careful, I will always put myself up against you. And that is humbling to say, but it's a reality check for myself to realize that even though I understand what it is to be a follower of Christ, my tendency My instinctual tendency is to be a leader of Christ. And that is not the seat that we want to sit in, you know. But, you know, my husband always says, as long as you know it. It's one thing if you're not aware and you're always doing this. But it's another thing when you know it because then you have something that you can actually work on. So I'm just grateful. I'm really grateful for last week's testimony because it made me just stop and go, okay, God, you're, you're showing me. You know, one of my favorite passages of scripture is over in Psalms 139, um, where he says, search me. David says, search me, God. Know my heart. Test me. And know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Last week's testimony brought me back to this favorite scripture of mine. You know, you have lots of favorites and, you know, depending on the season that you're in, you kind of fluctuate 
from one to another. But it brought me back to this one because I need God to continuously search me. Not just that, because that's what God does. That's who God is. He's always searching us. But it goes on to say, search me, know my heart, test me. Ouch. <laughs> God is always testing me. He's always putting me to the test. I am re- I, I'm very much aware of that. But this is the little part here that just really stood out for me this week. And it has before, but it, 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 it resurfaced again this week. It says to see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. In other words, show me. Don't just search me. Don't just know, BJ, the stuff, this nasty stuff is in your heart. Don't just test me. But show it to me. Help me to see it. And that's been the kind of week it has been. Just God revealing myself to me. You know, I, I, I love... I love getting away on my own because it's the time in which I can shut out the world and it's just me and God. And when I do that, I can actually pause and listen closely to what he's saying. And we just sat, you know, I I went on a, a hike and I just sat with God and just looked at, show me God what you want me to see. There were so many things in Joy's testimony that ring true. When we talked about COVID was a lesson for the whole world. And I know that we've said that. I've heard that a gazillion times, but I just had to stop and go, okay, what was COVID's lesson for BJ personally? Yes, COVID shut down the world. Yes, it was God's way of saying, okay, I need everybody to stop and listen. Okay, BJ, but what was he getting you to hear? And that, I think that is the focus, guys, for me personally. You know, there's this book called The Knowledge Illusion. And it really does tie back into her into her testimony. I know BJ jumps right in <laughs> to starts talking, but it does all circle back around. There is this book called The Knowledge Illusion. And what that is, it's the knowledge of what we think we know. Just the knowledge of what we think we know, but what we know is really just an illusion. And when she talked about just getting back to the basics, so much of what we think we know you know, when she says we, we relied on our resumes, we relied on our leadership skills, we relied on so much back in the day. And then the world as we knew it exploded. And that's when we began to see what are you really made of? What are you standing on? What do you believe? And that's why I asked the question, I said, you know, How has it been for you since everything went down? Because so many people are quivering. So many people are shaking, so are shaken. So many people are unsure right now about an area of their lives in which they've stood on for 20 plus years. How is that possible? 
It's possible when we have the knowledge of an illusion. Guys, God has to be real for us. I know, again, we these are the kind of things we talk about and we say, but is he really real for us? Or is he just an illusion? Is he someone that we've just been tapping into periodically, trying to find ourselves or present ourselves a certain way? You know, when she mentioned being a recovering Pharisee, (laughs) I totally dig that. I I have not read that book. I've got to find that book because just the title alone, you know, just really resonates with me. So many of us, we are simply Pharisees. But as long as you know it, again, if I am a recovering Pharisee, that's all right with me. Pharisees are those who think they know better. I know the law better than God knows the law. We would never say it, but is that the life that we're living? You know, we we talked about, Joy and I, we talked about, you know, it can be a slippery slope. The minute you move away from those basics, sometimes doing the basics can feel like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this forever. I know this. I know the studies like the back of my hand. You know, but yeah, but is that how we're living? Am I living life like the back of my hand? In other words, I get up every day. I do the same thing every day. I read my scripture. I say a few lies. An apple a day keeps the devil away. You know, we do the thing that we know we're supposed to do, but there's no heart in it. But as the Pharisee, we hold it up as a badge of honor. You know, she talked about the self-help Christianity. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. I was like, girl, you just putting daggers all up in my heart. (laughs) Are we doing things just because it's helping us? It's making us feel better. What if God calls you to do something that doesn't feel so good? As we recall, he asked Jesus, to do something that did not feel good. I'm gonna have you go to the cross and die for these people who hate you. And Jesus went with an incredible heart because of his love for us. There's no way he would have gone that distance had we been looking at self-help Christianity. We rely so much on ourselves and not enough on God. And when he says, not my will, your will be done, that's saying, I'm relying on you, God. I don't want this. This is hard, but this is what you're calling me to, and therefore I am going. We find ourselves so passionate about the rules and regulations of Christianity, but yet we're nowhere near the heart of Christianity. Do you have the heart of Jesus? Are you simply the walking blueprint of Jesus? Let me walk the way he walked, but I'm not going to feel the way he felt. Guys, we are walking around empty vessels. Many of us, we are empty vessels. And we're wondering why 
this Christianity thing doesn't feel very good. I know I had mentioned to her, you know, there are a lot of people that they're walking with God, they're serving God, but it's, it, there, there's, it's almost like it's a task. And it's a task that I just have to take on. But we're not getting brownie points. We know this, right? We don't get brownie points for just grinning and bearing it and doing it anyway. I know when we tell our kids we need you to do this, we need you to do it with a happy heart. <laughs> I think sometimes God is saying, hello, I need you to do this, but I need you to do it with a happy heart. Where are you? You know, God knows our tendencies. He knows our tendencies. He knows that, like I said, it's a slippery slope. He knows that BJ will be on fire for him one day and she will be dull as can be on another day. He knows that she can be inconsistent. He knows that she can love people deeply one minute and be fellowship fatigued. <laughs> the next. He knows that I step in and out of religion. I jokingly, there's a song back in the, I think it was the eighties called losing my religion. I jokingly say, girl, you gonna make me lose my religion up in here. <laughs> God knows that left on my own, I bounce in and out of righteousness. He knows that. And because he knows that, I love the passage that says, his mercies are renewed every morning. He knows that BJ needs mercy because she goes in and out, in and out. Now I can honestly and, and gratefully, thankfully say, I remain more in the presence of God now than ever before. But I would be lying if I said, I never step out of the presence of God. I would be lying, and so would you. <laughs> None of us on the face of this planet have that kind of staying power, which is why we need our God so desperately. Search me, God. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. You know, when I first started to read that passage of scripture years ago, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. And then now I get it. I think I get it more. Search me and see what's in there. And then please lead me. Lead me in the way everlasting. Because if you don't, I'm going to go down that path that I shouldn't go down. I'm going to dwell in the offensive way in me. I'm going to live in this space that you're calling me not to live in. And so often, you know, we think we're living in truth, but in actuality, we're living in comfort or rather we're living in preference. So I need God to search me. I need him to show me what's going on inside of BJ. You know, when she talked about her husband being a prayer warrior, basically she didn't use that word. And I said, oh gosh, my husband as well. I got that. I had to laugh because I'm built that way as well. I don't know if it's a woman thing. I have to have some structure around me. So I'm all about, give me an outline. Give me, you know, give me something that's quote unquote secure. And like she was sharing about her husband, you know, he's just praying and just going to walk out on the wings of a prayer. 
And I'm like, don't do that. We need wings of a prayer and some structure. (laughs) But our husbands were right in the sense of, I cannot do structure, any kind of structure, if I'm not breathing the air that's going to keep me alive. It has to start with prayer is my oxygen. It gives us an opportunity every day to press the reset button, to reboot our relationship with God. God, when BJ has has lost her religion, she's closed at the door and I don't want to talk to anybody or... You know, she, she's had it up to here. And the next person who calls me with a problem, I'm going to scream. When BJ reaches that point, God allows me to press the reset button and to be renewed. I'm not saying we need to push through and 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 hang ourselves on the cross and, and you know, let everybody drain us. I'm not saying that. I'm simply saying... I have to be renewed by the one person who can actually renew me if I'm going to be able to do anything else that's going to make a difference in the world. Anything else. And that sounds almost too simple, too good to be true. But that is the beauty of getting back to basics, the fundamentals. We can get so caught up in the, the, the glamour and the glitz of the fancy. But if your foundation is not solid, then nothing else that you do matters. You know, as women, security means everything. I think we spend our lives really searching for security, whether it's security within our marriages and our families, securities on our jobs. I'm just going to speak for me. I don't like feeling like I'm just kind of out there hanging. God gives us the fundamentals to give us security. So it doesn't matter what you put on top of it. We can dress it up. We can make it look shiny and pretty. We can do all sorts of things with that. But if your foundation isn't solid and deeply rooted, you're still insecure. I am so delighted that I am finally in a place in my life where I am secure in who I am, in my relationship with God, my relationships with others, I no longer feel that I have to have all the answers. I no longer feel that I have to take on the the weight of the world. My heart can hurt for the circumstances and situations I see around me without me losing sight of who is God. And I I, I say that I am thankful for what God has given me as a life passion because it forces me to see that and reminds, and reminds me every day of that. Every day I'm dealing with situations in which honestly, guys, I have no control over. There's very little help BJ can offer other than a loving smile, a steady hand, and a comforting word. I know that when I leave 
it's likely that person still will be sleeping in a tent tonight. But I can't change that. But what I can do is step into their lives and show them a side of Jesus that they need to see on that given day that helps them to put one foot in front of the other for the next day. God constantly reminds me that he is God and I am not. Working with the families that I work with forces me to look at what's what are the basics, BJ? And what's extra? You know, it's amazing how much we think is basics. <laughs> that is not. We have so much extra in our lives that we think, oh my goodness, I cannot live without. And I'm learning, wow, his mercies are, are new every day. I am learning, I don't need that, and I don't need that, and I don't need that. <laughs> and it is so freeing. I don't want to live in squander. God knows I am a creature of habit, just like everybody else, a creature of comfort, just like everyone else. But I also know that we can live with so much less than what we are living with. But we'll never know that because we seldom return to the basics, whether that's spiritually, whether that's in our lives, whatever it is. We have to be willing to press the reset button. What did COVID do for you? Not to you. We often look at what did COVID do to me? But I think the question is, what did COVID do for you? If we really believe that this was a move of God, and I believe it was, God took something horrible and put his hand on it and said, I'm going to use this for my good that I think the question is, what did COVID do for me? If you can answer that question, then you should be able to say, God, I thank you for the lessons that I learned through COVID. I thank you that COVID blew up my church. I thank you that I had to find something else to hold on to rather than the comforts of the people around me. I thank you that I had to spend time with my family in a way in which I didn't spend time with my family before. Getting back to the basics. And then our brief conversation, a number of you commented on, we talked about, you know, the the social awareness they also came up. It is continuously coming up. Everybody's dealing with something. That's what that portion of the conversation expressed to me. I know the battle that BJ has to fight every day, living in the skin in which I live in. I've yet to have a day in which someone, in some kind of way, hasn't reminded me that I'm either black, I'm a woman, I'm an older woman. Those are like three strikes against me, you know, depending on the situation you're in. But then when you stop and think everybody is carrying something 
There's a target on all of our backs. Are we going to highlight those targets? Or are we going to turn those targets into positives for ourselves and keep moving when you've done absolutely nothing? It helped her to understand the plight of brothers and sisters who had, she said, for years before, complained about not being represented, about not having someone that resembled them or sounded like them, looked like them. There's a lesson in everything that we go through. The question is, are we seeing it? Are we seeing it? Or are we simply complaining about it? We've complained about COVID. We've complained about the church. We've complained about letters. We've complained about people leaving. We've complained about racism. We've complained about so many things and they're all true. They're all true. But is that the focus that God wants us to hold? The knowledge illusion. That is the illusion that our knowledge of what we think is right. I venture to say, honestly, guys, we're probably all wrong. (laughs) We're probably all wrong. I know in the end, God would probably say, BJ, what were you saying? What were you saying to people? My prayer is that he'll say, but my goodness, you had my heart in trying to do it. Guys, I am no genius. I just have a heart that loves God and loves God's people. And I want to see us do better, love better, serve better than we've ever done before. This testimony again, Joy, thank you. I, I just I just loved it because it was just simple. It was lessons learned. And I think it's a lesson to all of us who've been around for a while. Am I now resting on my laurels, all the things that I've done in the past? Or am I still learning and growing? Am I still listening to God? Or am I telling God what it is we're going to do? It's amazing how God's path, he will make clear to us. But so often we begin walking down a path and we say, God, follow me. And then the minute we stumble, step into something or mess up, we freak out. And we say, God, where are you? God, why'd you let that happen? My prayer this week, guys, is that we will all get back to the basics, that we will allow God to be God, but that means allow God to show us the way. Search me, know my heart, test me, know my anxious thoughts, see if there's any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. God, you are so knowledgeable. You are so loving. You never step in and out of righteousness. I do, but you never do. So God, I hand myself over to you, the God who I know I can stand in total security of because you will always be standing exactly where you said you would be. Guys, I pray that we will all find security in the basics. You are amazing. I love you. I thank you for being with me. And until next week, be on the lookout. 
Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Always, I say thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week, and we will be back next week for another incredible life story. Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate again your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Go ahead, Dave. Play us out.